I had a very strange childhood. I had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have your own personal chef? And not just any chef that could cook up something delicious, but a chef that knows how to cook healthy and for your specific health needs. So many patients I speak to are suffering from chronic disease simply because they can't find the energy to cook in the kitchen and lack the skill set to cook a healthy meal. It becomes this vicious disease cycle of eating easy. And actually, that's contributing to their state of disease. But today's guest is here to help with that problem. He suffered from his own health struggles and found that through his own studies and actions, a holistic approach with a focus on food was able to help him. He's a movement artist, somatic body worker, and personal chef. Oren Yari, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. So listen, Oren, I want you to tell us, start by telling us your own story and the health issues that led you into what you do today. So I'm going to let you take it away and share that story. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I would say in... Middle school to high school, I suffered from a lot of stomach issues and skin problems. And I went to dermatologists and it didn't seem like they had a clear understanding of why these things were happening. And I ended up just taking it on my, like the journey on my own and being, you know, so young, I kind of was just like on a research mode. And I ended up just Googling, you know, like, why does inflammation occur in the body? Why does acne, what is acne? Why does it arise? I started being very introspective about gut health and energy channels. And like, is it just the food I'm putting in my body? Or is it my social sphere? Is it my school environment? Is it, I was closeted as a gay man. And I didn't know if that was contributing to all the inflammation. So I had like all these like very esoteric, but also concrete reasons why my body was at disease. And I started doing my own research. Like I was saying, I cut out a lot of foods. I got very strict on diet and uh, I was vegan and paleo and gluten-free and sugar-free and like anything that would cause inflammation, I basically tried to cut out. And then I started reaching out to Ayurvedic practitioners. I got into college because it started becoming an interest of mine, like starting to cook and help heal myself was like very empowering. So I worked alongside a lot of health coaches and Ayurvedic catering people that um, would serve food. And I was basically a sous chef and just learned how to meal prep um, and understand different combinations of food that um, help ground the body. And yeah, it was a really explosive time of understanding my own body on a very fundamental level that didn't really rely on Western doctors. Yeah. And I started getting to Ashtanga yoga and understanding more spiritual practices that could help, you know, chakras. And I was experiencing really bad bloating. And I thought that had to do with like my second chakra being misaligned. And I started going deep into that. And yeah, to this day, I'm still, I'm obviously you learn 
as you go and you pick up a lot of tools, but I have a pretty good foundation of like what causes things in my body and I'm able to observe it with a better framework. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at today. You know, it's interesting because you, you mentioned like, and I see it as a triangle, those issues of like gut, skin, emotions too, right? Those three kind of, you know, and everyone kind of has something there. You got a little skin issue, the acne or something like that. Then you got to look at what you eat, but what you eat is so entangled also with your emotions, the stress and everything you can't digest as well. So, you know, pay attention to those triangles, I will say of, of everything in, in health, but talking about eating easy, which I brought up in the intro there. A lot of people these days eat to be convenient, almost in a sense, whatever is quick. And we know junk foods out there, of course, stay away from that. We all stay away from packaged food, processed foods a lot. But I did want to bring up this idea that there's more and more of these meal prep services out there. And a lot are pitching as healthy, right? As I wanted to hear as a chef and as an understanding of holistic medicine and health, how do you feel about those meal prep services? Are you a fan? Interesting. I think living in New York, we get bombarded with a lot of services like that that come across as like holistic, you know, we got your back, um, clean eating, you know, all these like buzzwords. And then I never really know who's behind it all and like what the system really looks like. Because I meal prep for a couple people and, and a lot of my friends I'll cook for too. And they enjoy the experience because they the source is right here so it feels it feels genuine and i'm also like coming to your home and cooking uh some of the time so that feels more reassuring for them and i think on my end i would also want someone just like a one person service versus like these big companies that you don't really know who's behind it and like how they're preparing it and is it personalized to each person I don't know. I haven't really got onto that train, but that's just my like framework. No, I completely agree because the idea of these large companies and you getting something fresh from them that's going to be personalized is it's not, you know, something that's feasible. When you get to there, you got to cut corners, you got to ship things that might not be fresh. You don't know is the bottom line. When you do something in your own kitchen, when you have someone you work with and you see what's going on, you know, you're in control and therefore you're empowered to make the health decisions. When you don't have that, there's a lot going on behind closed doors. And then you just get something sent to you and you just eat it. You're taking a little bit of risk and you're not empowering yourself somewhat. Totally. And I think I read this book once. It's called Mind Body Approach to Eating. Um, and it talks about levels of nourishment that aren't just from the food itself and how like nourishment is about the company that you're with and the environment and the context. And the actual kind of scene that you create with food is as important as the nutrients themselves. And I, I found that like working one-on-one -on -one with people, meal prepping in their homes, like just by myself or with my assistant, there is this sort of like energetic exchange that you give them and that you receive from the person. And it's, it's very nourishing. You can't find that from, you know, just like opening up a package from your mailbox or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Eating should be an experience. It really should. The preparation, who you're around, the energy you put in, the love you put into it, right? It's different when you do it that way, when you prep. And I do want to get into what would people expect if they were to work with you, guide us through that process and how they would, you know, suddenly engage 
in the process as well. So since I am, I'm a dancer, I'm a yogi, I'm very interested in a very integrative, holistic approach to health. And so when I'm coming to someone regarding food and um, say they're cleansing and they want like a specific menu plan, I'm also interested in like understanding what their experiences of health is and what they're looking for, maybe beyond food also. So I usually set up a consultation and just get to know the person and see where they are in their health journey. Because food and eating is only just one, you know, spoke of the bicycle wheel. So I definitely want to get a full picture of what people are experiencing. And from there, I kind of go into what I can offer, which is a lot of like Ayurvedic style food, Mediterranean, usually grounding foods with a lot of healthy fats and like things that are going to last you throughout the day so that we don't have to keep munching on like high carb snacks and stuff that give us a slow burn so that we're not craving anything. And I work from a place that a very of simplicity because that's also an Ayurvedic gold standard is just like eating simple food. So I kind of give my layout and then we work on a menu plan together to see what the person um, needs, how many meals they need. If it's something that interests them, I can come and cook in the home and meal prep for them uh, there. Yeah, that's kind of what my model is. It's a really cool model, but I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, well, I wish I could have a private chef, but you know, it sounds incredibly expensive. Can you flip that around? Because you're not someone that's going to be around 24-7 you know, and just doing everything. So you're able to minimize, I guess, those real costs of having a private chef on hand like the rich and famous do. What are people? What would you say to, to people as far as costs and expectations go there? I would say, I listen, I'm human and I, under- <laughs> I understand that we all come from very different financial backgrounds and I literally, I have a base rate, but honestly, it fluctuates and it really depends on what the person needs. And I hope that money isn't something that would get in the way of like me offering a service. So I kind of start at a base rate and from there, it can either go up or down. But really, my like passion is just to help people experience food in a very nourishing, safe um, way that I hope money doesn't corrode. So I, I don't make it like a huge, you know, elephant in the room, but I do like to have like a base rate and see where it can go. And yeah, it's very fluid. Everything in my life is fortunately very fluid. <laughs> it's a good thing. You got to be able yeah. to go with it, right? Flow like water. And listen, I could, I know that you've worked with a few of our patients and they all raved about it. And in the minds of myself and the patient, it was incredibly affordable in that sense and very accessible. And I wanted to hear your insights into why patients and people with medical conditions should really think about this, even ones that may be skeptical and say, I'd rather just go out my own because I know the benefit, but I want to hear from you because you worked with a few. Got us through that experience of why a patient would want to work with you. Well, let's just say I am not classically trained in, you know, I didn't go to culinary school. I really learned a lot of my cooking through my grandma or safta in Hebrew. And a lot of the Jewish moms that I was um, raised with, 
I didn't have multiple Jewish moms. I had a Je- one <laughs> Jewish mom, but I grew up in a community of Jewish mothers who bestowed to me a lot of beautiful recipes from our background and um, just like Mediterranean food. So a lot of lot of my experience with cooking is like grassroots. And so I know what I know based on my own experience of cooking and nourishing myself and working alongside the feminine warriors of my life. So I think when I approach working with someone, I bring a lot of like feminine mother nurturing energy that comes with a lot of personal experience, which I think like when working with a personal chef, you might not get a, I don't know, I feel like some of the people that you can hire can feel very clinical and it feels very like someone's working for you and the experience feels secular versus for me, I'm coming in as like full on mother, like, what do we need? I'm bringing my own experience, which is a lot of where my knowledge comes from. And it's like a home environment that I want to create for people versus like this, like I'm paying you for a service. Cause that to me doesn't feel like deep nourishment. I want to come from a place of like, I don't know, rich understanding and creating safety in um, a food experience because it's so personal. And I think that's what a lot of the, the patients feel like is like we kind of create this familial dynamic versus, you know, server and receiver. You know, I think part of it is also it's almost educational for the patient. They take this forward with them. They see you, they bond with you. You work with them to pick out what you know, foods they would like, what ingredients they'd like to start with and work on what exactly they're dealing with. And you have an understanding, then you bring that in and prep and do these things with them a lot, which to me is part of the education and bonding with you during that and really learning. So you have that skill set sort of moving forward, or at least the interest when you do get better. And also patients are ones that during treatment, we know we want you to focus on resting, not having to go out, get foods after you do a large detox or have a bunch of procedures and maybe you're not in the best mood or have low energy. So you provide that service, but it's also the education, the connection, the relationship. There's more than just nourishment on that physical level. It's nourishment on multiple levels, which is amazing. So very, very cool. I mean, I'm happy that we're sort of partnering with you and I, I hope more and more medical offices do this sort of thing where they provide these services outside because healing as much as it takes place in medical centers too, most of it takes place outside. And so much of it comes from your relationship with the food. And you know what you're doing is, is really strengthening that relationship and providing a healing diet to them. So that's awesome. Or where can people learn more about you? That's a good question. I'm in the works of creating a website, but I think the best way is to honestly just have my phone number and my email and we connect through that. But I don't have a public platform where people can read about what I've done. Totally cool. We will put your email up. I mean, also, we we will serve as a a catalyst, of course, with all our patients. We'd love for them to connect with you as well and have that service available. And and anyone else listening to this can absolutely go to the website, innovativemedicine.com. We'll put all your contact information up there so you can get in touch with these people and help more and more. Hey, listen, I got to ask you before we uh, jump off, What's your favorite meal to cook? Do you have one or is it like change daily? (laughs) No. Once I get hooked on a meal, it becomes a consistent thing in my life. One thing that I've been doing that I actually learned from my 86-year-old grandma, who has taught me a lot about cooking, is heating up. I take miso paste 
and I take like a spoonful or two and I put it in hot water and I drink that and I have miso in the morning as like a broth. And I found that like starting my day off with like even bone broth or anything like that, but the miso paste especially has like the savory seaweedy taste um, that my body like yearns for in the morning. So I start with that. And when I go into more like concrete foods, I my go-to is fresh sourdough bread. I also bake sourdough bread and I work with a baker too occasionally. Her name is Carla and it's called Apartment 2 Bread in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. And I take bread from her or my bread and I slather it in avocado. I saute kale with a little bit of nutritional yeast and lemon, which makes kale taste very good. And I put that on the avocado toast and then I'll have some like grass-fed or pasture-raised eggs and just have that on the side and then a little bit of sauerkraut for probiotics. Amazing. Very balancing, Ayurvedic, healthy fat, yummy, delicious meal to keep me going throughout the day. So I eat that almost like four times a week. Nice. I mean, if you have something you like, if it's nutrition, if if you know it works with your body, there's nothing wrong. And I, I think like a lot of people like, oh, it's repetitive. Like some people just like eat chicken, you know, all day and everything, but it's how you prepare it again. It's that you do with those, like the kale with the yeast. I would have never thought of that, you know, never done it that way. I'm going to try that out now. But I think those are the kind of tips and tools that you can learn from having a personal chef around. And again, not having it 24 seven, you know, needing to put in so much, but this is an investment in your health. This is an investment in something that will make you feel better, work better, connect with people about all these things. So there's a huge ROI. You know, I've said this before, uh, Dr. James D. Nicolantonio posts this like, Cooking is the greatest ROI overall, like health, everything. Like if you know how to cook, it's the greatest ROI. Yeah. Food is when you, when you view it as medicine, it will alter everything in your life. Yeah. For me. And it should be, everyone should view it that way. Our body's metabolizing it and we need it to be high vibrational as much as we can and dealt with a lot of love. Well said. Well said, my man. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. As you heard, what you put in your body is so vital to the overall state of your health. And it's it's okay to admit you're not a good cook and actually ask for help. And people like Oren are making that easier than ever now. So check out his services, check out our website if you want to connect with him as well. And if you're a patient, reach out to us and we could arrange uh, working with him. Until next time, keep writing your own healing story.